What's good, everyone? Welcome to the Performance Society podcast. I'm your host, Coach B. In this podcast, we'll be talking to coaches, professional athletes, and other fitness professionals about their training, personal stories, and how sports have impacted their lives. In this podcast, we will talk about their successes, their failures, and their evolution as overall professional. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. On today's episode, we're going to go over facts and myths about supplements, food, and training. I'm with the squad from House of Power and Ashley Kalajiri, and we're all going to sit down and do a roundtable and discuss the myths and facts about fitness and training. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, we're back here at the House of Power with Casey, Nick, and Ashley. Today we're going to talk about myths and uh, recommendations on workouts and things like that. So we're going to get it started. First question, what I always get asked and what I've researched is people ask, can I eat whatever I want because I exercise? Is that a fact or is that a myth? Oh... It's a myth for the most people. I say, generally speaking, definitely a myth. Um, you know, there's different body types, you know, metabolism that's going to have a huge uh, role in it. Um, so it really just depends on the person. What, 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 uh, I mean, Nick, you, you got to Yeah, I would that. say some people have faster metabolisms than others. So can you get away with it? Yes. Uh, should you? No. You know, we're, we're talking about making sure that the body doesn't have to work as hard to uh, get the progress out of our training, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, we want everything to run efficiently and not stress. So you don't know what kind of negative uh, side effects that you're gonna get from, uh, you know, dirty bulking or dirty eating for the most part, you know? Uh, For me, can I get strong? Yep. Uh, (laughs) Am I gonna feel like I'm energy efficient? Nope. If I have a soda on a weekend and I go to train hard legs on uh, on a Monday, I'm gonna feel that, you know, that's, uh, I just kind of know where I'm at. You can you know? just take me and Nick as prime examples. I can eat damn near yeah. whatever I want, you know, but because of how active I am with my work and then with training and everything, um, I have a really hard time putting on body weight mm-hmm. and mass. I didn't used to, but once I had started having gut issues, I really had to um, reprogram, you know, my nutrition, clean it up a lot. And there's only so many things I can eat now just because of how much damage I did when I was younger. Yeah. So... You know, for me, it, it's a lot tougher now, but my metabolism is definitely a lot faster than it used to be. So it's not to say that you can't change a lot of those uh, variables, you know, but consistency is going to be a huge factor. And just like anything. Okay, I agree. I mean, I coach men and women. And for the most part, um, I would say you cannot eat whatever you want, uh, especially as a young lady developing into their body. I had... For example, I had a couple athletes uh, come to me and say, I can eat whatever I want because we work out, we run every day. And I was like, okay, let's see how that works out for you. A year went by, they each gained 15 to 20 pounds and their performance suffered. So uh, in that case, I would say it's a myth. What about what about you, Ashley? Uh, you played soccer. I know uh, it's all, obviously all girls. So do yeah. you guys just eat whatever you wanted after games, before games? I mean, I think... I think it all has to come out to balance. Um, You know, if you want your body to perform at a certain type of level, you obviously want to fuel your body with the right right foods. 
the way I looked at it was I'd always kind of reward myself and maybe like double double or something, you know, after a game or, you know, oh, here yeah. and there, you're burning a lot of calories. But I mean, for the norm that people are not really, you know, athletic and, you know, just the general public, you know, I think that if you're just balancing it out, um, I think that's like what that, what's really like the key thing, you know. Yeah. Um, overall health, though, is I mean always my thing. Is I just like to give my body what it, you know, what it what it wants. And then if I want like a little burger or pizza on the weekend, why not? You know? Perfect. All right. There's just there's so many variables. Yeah, yeah. and then also just... your blood type too. You know, I've heard there's sure got yeah. your blood type. You know, your there's certain people. Everyone's different. Everyone's body's different too. So you know, as you enter like the fitness industry or you're an athlete or whatever the case is whatever level you kind of want to go the more you're in it the more you get to learn about your body and like what foods are you know how they how it reacts to certain foods and, and certain things like for me like dairy is just not an option yeah and so I, I, I think it kind of just goes based off of that as just you know learning through the process and you're lactose intolerant i think i am i mean like I just, my stomach just hurts so bad and I just like blow up. Was it up just like milk pregnant. or cheese or just all dairy products? Um, mainly with milk. I mean, I've stayed away from milk for the most part, but yeah, I'd say just any dairy product as far as like ice cream or, I mean, I love cheese. I'm Italian, so I just can't take that off. Yeah, the cheese, the cheese. Yeah. cheese doesn't mess but with me. Not milk. too much. Milk. Milk. Yeah. Milk. Milk. You know what? Fair life. I can drink fair life. Right. No other milk. I can't drink. Lactate, lactate will, will, will mess me up. Really? Um, regular milk, obviously, is, but Fairlife, my body, it, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I just kind of stuck to the whole It's, so, it's so weird. What what gives me an advantage, like, if I'm going to have it, and this is kind of like a regular practice now, as long as I stick to, like, my daily morning of, like, an apple cider vinegar, right. I could handle the, the, the lactose intolerance a lot better. Right. Where, whereas I can probably go three to four days without any symptoms. You know, if, if I'm splurging, and then all of a sudden, then the symptoms start coming on. But when you were younger, you didn't have issues. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Neither but, you know, like neither, when yeah. we were younger, we never had yeah. issues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's what creates it, I guess. Yeah. But, um, you know, but there's lots of things. When you when, After, uh, for instance, during a track meet, we would have a lot of our track athletes um, uh, after, afterwards. They, in between events. We could have them go and eat um, a bunch of uh, gummy gummy worms or gummy bears, things like that. You know, replace you know replace the um, the glucose, and um, it would help a lot with recovery in between events. So I think you know back to what Ashley was saying. There's a lot of balance, but there's a time and a place for everything. Right. Yeah. There's a time when you can go and actually eat and replenish and get those calories. So if there's a day where I don't eat a lot, right? And I need to get more calories in order to maintain muscle, muscle mass, you know, all that stuff. I'll drink a bunch of milk. I'll drink a bunch of Fair Life. I might have a pizza, things like that. And it won't affect me aesthetically. Yeah. Awesome. Well, okay. Move to my next question. Can men and women do the same exercises? Should they? This is for uh, general fitness, staying in shape. Because there's a lot of myths out there saying that women can't do the same workouts as men. The same the workouts? same type of workouts and exercises. Yeah. I would say they can. Absolutely. Yeah. I would say they can too. I would too. say don't downplay the woman over here. I think uh, the woman can keep up. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. This is just some, some of the things no, I, I, I hear so. some trainers say is like, hey, you got to work out differently than a man because of this. And I'm like, oh, you know. There's anatomically, you know, speaking, what, what differences really are there? The, right. the only the difference would be, yeah, yeah the, exactly. Or, well, strength know. is just attributed to the testosterone, the, 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 the hormones, hormones, right? But, but when you, 
when you're growing up, if you're looking at uh, muscle tissue, connective tissue, uh, bone densities, and things like that, they're all relatively the same. The biggest difference maker uh, is testosterone. That is what's going to... So can you do the same training? Should you? Absolutely. You know, there, there are forms of efficient training and, just, and then it also just comes down to the adaptation that you're looking for although, you know, the specific goals although females are more um prone to acl injuries right. and because mm-hmm. of our hips are and i've never seen a girl tear a bicep yet yeah yeah <laughs> and i've seen plenty of guys tear biceps so yeah. i mean there's there might be little tiny differences in there but for the most part absolutely there's no reason why a girl can't do the same movements as a right, guy, that's, right. I mean, to say otherwise, uh, would, I, I think it's just asinine. Which moves me to the next question. Do, does lifting weights make women bulky? Will no. they bulk up? No. 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 It, it, no. I mean, like, no, but then again, like, it also depends on the training, right? I mean, what like, we all, yeah. have have, we all have different type of goals, and... You know, these days in the fitness industry, we really want to be raw and real. A lot of right. people are using, you know, quote unquote, subs to, you know, kind of bulk up and do this and do that. And if you kind of go in the figure and the competition, you know, world, well, then you're going to find girls that are bulky and different types of looks and, you know, physiques that they're looking for. But, you know, the overall, like, I think is women are looking to get that tone bikini top, you know, like, look, you know, little waist type of, you know, thick thighs and the booty pump kind of thing. You know what I mean? It takes years just, for a girl to acquire the same amount of muscle mass a guy can put on. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, and whatever, if it gets into, have to do with if it too. Ten, well, absolutely. Even, well, absolutely, definitely everything. There's a lot of variables involved, but uh, what it really comes down to is diet and just overall activity levels, really. And there's no reason why uh, a girl you're not going to see a girl put on the same amount of size as a guy. Unless you're manipulating hormones. Unless you're manipulating hormones, it just, it will not happen. Um, And most girls, you know what? Girls should lift heavy. Girls absolutely should lift heavy. Um, You have to, in order to uh, change, you know, to add more mass, you have to change the stress. And you can't always be doing sets of 20 with very, very light weight. Pick up some heavy weight sometimes. You will change the stress you know, just like I can't always lift heavy all the time. I have to sometimes push it back, deload, go light, do lots of reps, hypertrophy phase, things like that, and connected tissue work. So I think a lot of times people forget that your body is so smart that it actually like remembers the exercise or it's constantly you have to like mix up your exercise or your workouts. Yeah. That yeah. changes the, that that's it gonna change the, the stress. Game. Yeah, it And everything. well yeah, and you're teaching your body uh, a new movement it's pattern. Shocking, yeah. You you you, you any anytime you introduce like we were just talking about earlier, Nick, you introduce a new movement pattern to the body, it's going to be, and you're really concentrating on doing it correctly, you are going to be lit up. Your nervous system is going to take a hit from that. So, you know, that's why in, in a lot of our programs, we have so many different movements each week. It's going to be a little bit different. There's obviously times like linear progression where mm-hmm. we'll have the same movements every single week. Um, but once your body really starts to adapt to that, you got to start changing it up. That's really what it comes down to. Once your body adapts to something, it's time for something new. Exactly. And you start feeling like stagnant, like complacent in your exercise or yeah. your workouts, and you don't feel the same results or whatever. It's just because it's time to switch it up. Right. Exactly. Awesome. So, will working out longer help you burn more fat? That's just taking your time in the gym, taking more rest, just kind of moving at a leisurely pace to burn more fat, opposed to hitting a 20-minute session, high intensity, and just kind of getting after it 
with the time that you do have for working out. So everyone thinks that if you stay in the gym longer and you're just doing things that you're going to burn more fat because maybe you're a little bit more sweaty at the time and you're, you're getting more done, supposedly. Nick? I guess it would, it would come down to, it would come down to, <laughs> it would come down to two things, okay? So are you taking in, for instance, uh, are you and Casey having the same program and just taking uh, a different amount of time to get that program done? Or is it, you know, you're in there and you're, you're keeping your metabolic system up, right? And you're fluctuating your, your heart rate to where you are, you are actually burning more calories in that duration of time. So I would say if you are doing the workout faster, the same workout faster, you're more than likely going to end up burning more. But if you're taking your time and you're not keeping your body temperature up, fluctuating the heart rates as much, then you're going to shut down within 20 minutes after you leave the gym anyways. Like Nick was saying the last one we were talking about, you don't sweat fat, all right? You breathe it. You breathe out. You oxygen. Yeah. So uh, if you're not getting that heart rate up and you're not breathing heavy, then no, no go. That's what I was going to say. I think it's all about the heart variations yep. and just a little mm-hmm. up and going. You know, kind of like hit workout. Hit workouts are very efficient when it comes to burning fat and stuff. But it's Absolutely. all about time. It's all about, and especially too, like when you're a beginner, like, or I mean, you got to see where you're at, and, you know, as far as the level of, um, and shape you are. So if you're a beginner, then obviously you're gonna have more time in between each workout to kind of catch your rest or whatever. But then you gotta hop right back on it. And a lot of these people in the gym are kind of like tea party and like you know chatting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's not it's they're working like, out three yeah. hours consistently versus yeah. the other person doing an hour. You should hour. not be in the gym yeah. like no more than I think an hour. Like get in, get out. Like and then you know. And that's with cardio and everything. I mean, it depends if you're in a guard. I don't really guard all the time, but I mean. <laughs> I mean, I would say like at least an hour and a half. Let's just say, you know, we, but still, yeah, goals are, like, change in there that for sure. Way too long, uh, where we, you're just like, what are you doing? Like, exactly, you know. And like, like she just said, get in, get out. All of our workouts, we have rest periods in between sets. That right. It's very, it's actually, it makes a big difference how much rest, little rest, or a lot of rest in between, depending on what your movements you're doing and how heavy you're going, mm-hmm. but. When I'm doing my, like say if I'm doing a, a one rep max, I'm working up to that. I'm gonna take five minutes in between sets. But once I get to my accessory work, right, I'm gonna be moving as fast as I can through that. You know, um, try and take as little time between sets as possible. That really is the ultimate goal right there for me when I get into the gym. I try to see how fast I can get out without, you know, um, if I, I mean, obviously if I'm going for one rep max and I, I uh, rest two minutes and I'm around 95%. I rest one, two minutes and I try to hit my next set and go up and wait. It's probably not going to happen, you know, or it's going to look really bad or feel like really shit. But um, do it as fast as you can. Take as little time in between sets as possible. I think, though, too, when you kind of get on, like, a routine like that, your body catches on and you start to feel, like, more of, like, a beast, like, in the gym. Because you start almost, like, adapting to that routine. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? you yeah, know what I'm like, yeah. You start to, like, all right, cool. And then you almost start to start to notice that your your time duration between these workouts start to kind of get shorter and shorter. Sometimes, like, if you're first starting, I definitely, definitely, like, recommend, like, getting a notepad and, like, start writing all this stuff down. Then by, like, week two, see where you're at. And even try to beat those goals that were, you know, where you were doing before with the weights and, like, even the time and all that stuff and then when you start to visually see that and cross that out you'd recognize you'll start to recognize like not even you're feeling better but you like you're noticing it too rather than kind of going in there like not really knowing what you did the week before or this or that you know if you've kind of been in the game for a while it's a little different you know but i mean i I, I would say that they're more intuitive the longer you've been doing it right Right. well there's there's probably three different adaptations that are happening with that because we have a program in particular that we call lean density and 
being able to shorten the rest intervals and such. Uh, our main two adaptations are increasing the volume of our, our heart stroke, so how much blood we can move per uh, per pump, and then increasing our red blood cell count, so how much oxygen can we carry. So we're increasing our VO2 max, and that's kind of like correlating to like, now you feel like a beast, because right. you can cycle out the lactic acid and still you know keep up the activity that uh, your workout is demanding. And then the other part is, you yes, you are getting stronger and or more efficient, so you also have a strength reserve, and you don't have to work as hard to accomplish the same work. Mm-hmm. Right. It's almost like your mind and body is like nice. in mm-hmm. each other as far as you're going through awesome. this. Exactly. So another fact or myth that I hear often, I actually threw a fit in a personal training course because the instructor was saying that, oh, you can turn your fat into muscle. And I, I absolutely threw a fit. So uh, I just want to get your guys' opinion. You can <laughs> lose that. fat. You can going add muscle. <laughs> there you go. You cannot turn fat. Like, like literally, turn, he said yeah. that. She, he said that, and he then he, he pulled up his fat uh, plastic molding, and his muscle molding was like five pounds of fat is the same as five pounds of muscle. And I was like, "What? What's the name of your surgeon?" That's uh, <laughs> Great surgeon. So, it, you know, good for him. He figured something out. Uh, something. <laughs> something well, that I no one else would agree with, but. Factuality: You cannot turn fat into muscle. Um, no, not like no. not how he's saying, like not how I think he's saying it. No, not lit- in the literal sense. Absolutely not. You can, like I said, you can lose fat and you can add muscle. Mm-hmm. You can't magically change it. All right. All right. Moving on to supplements. Protein, whey protein makes you fat. Factor myth. It depends. Man. Again, I think it's it a myth. It goes down to that balance of. Well, let's um, go both sides. Let's go at the facts. Well, there's sugar in it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, I mean, if we're talking about a protein versus like a weight gainer, right, where there's sugars added to it, and it also comes down to, you know, protein itself is not going to com- convert into fat. It right. can convert into energy. Um, so, so that's one thing that it can do. I would say, like, depending on the type of protein as well you are going to have some types of fats in there. So Mm. if I were to try to, let's just say I'm trying to stay lean, probably going to go with an isolate. You know, it's more protein. It's stripped of the fats, uh, some of the other nutrients, but you're, you're, you're cutting right to the chase. You know, you're just going to get as pure of a protein source as you can. So you got the right type of brand of protein. A lot of people have a lot of colors. Yeah. You got to be careful what you're, you know, what you're buying. A lot of garbage out there. Yeah, exactly. I had worked, um, what should, what should people be looking for when they're buying a whey protein? No sugars. No sugars? Yeah. <laughs> um, I would have the amino complex in there. Amino complex? Yeah, I had always asked uh, people who were like purchasing. I, I own half of a nutrition shop and also worked in that field for about six years. And so depending on their sport, I would get them the pure protein and then I would get them, I'll cut them a deal on the type of carb that was necessary for their sport. Mm-hmm. And instead of them having a weight gainer that has everything all in one, because I wanted to make sure that they can maintain their, their body, you know, and not, you know, put on a whole bunch of weight and be like, what the hell happened? You know? I think really all these like, you know, protein shakes and stuff like that. To me, like I try to really limit at least like one or two, like at max, you know, like yeah. realistically you can get this with food. I mean, obviously you guys are big guys. You guys got way more muscle than I do. So you're going to be like intaking way much more food. So I don't, cons- you know, understand how it can be like pricey, you know, a lot of other people, but realistically you can get it through just, you know, your nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nothing use it to fill food, the gap. But exactly. Nothing just if you're on the food. go, 
yeah, if you're on the go and you need a protein shake, you know, nowadays I'm kind of going more plant-based because it just, like, again, it fits better with my stomach and, like, I see mm-hmm. the results, I feel better. Um, but, I mean, I still use it when I'm, you know, crazy on the go or whatever. I need, I need something in my system right away, you know, or after my workout just to kind of give me that gap until I can go home and eat or whatever the case is. Exactly. But, and that's how I use the milk as, as, uh, as, as a shake. As, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Just chocolate milk. Fair life. Chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah. I and, love chocolate milk, oh, too. It's like, yeah. I'm like, man. It's amazing. Maybe I should try. I'll see if like, so, my stomach but can do You it. hit it on the head. Nothing beats real <laughs> yeah. food. You, yeah. Know? Yeah. Not supp- you, can't, you can't beat that with, uh, pr- with supplements. Good proteins and good carbs. Just feed your body right. We love you. So we all coach. We were all athletes at some point. Is creatine a steroid? <laughs> my favorite question. I've had my dad. I was going to say, my dad was going down on this Yeah, one. the first time I brought home creatine, my dad looked at it. What's this? And he starts reading it and he goes, these are steroids. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking? I got this at a, at a, at a store, not on the black market. Like, what are you talking about? No, it's just creatine, dad. Your body already makes it. It's natural. And he's just like, no, no, this is, no, you're bought, this isn't natural, you know? And he was all against it. And, and so many people, especially uh, all the dads out there, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, no, creatine is 100% not a steroid and is 100% safe for both men and women. Yeah. And some intake. But actually, to, that kind of like brought up a funny story. When I, um, back on the shakes, my dad would get on my case about me having protein shakes and he, you know, he's a professional soccer player. So he would like bring up like, oh, they would never allow us to drink this, this and that. I'm like, well, first off, dad, I'm not like, I'm not playing professional soccer. Yeah. Secondly, it's a protein shake and there's no harm like at all. Right. So he would actually like, I was injured. So I was like kind of bed rested this time after some surgery and he started giving me some soy. Like I didn't know he was giving me soy protein shakes and I was starting having like hot flashes. <laughs> And I, was, I had no wow. idea why. And I was oh, like, no. what in the world? So I called my, my trainer, like, after my soccer, uh, my soccer trainer, excuse me, in college. And she's like, it's because your estrogen levels, like, skyrocketed. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. dad, why? Like, you totally played me right now. Is he but, taking it too? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I could explain some things. Yeah, I'm going to give him back one of these right. days. Um, but, no, with creatine, um, and a lot of people, you know, Right, Nick. Why? Why do people take creatine? Why should you take creatine? Right. Biggest thing we use it for a lot of our power athletes, sprinters, baseball players, football players. It's going to carry over. Um, ATP. Yeah. This is huge. This is critical for them. So if you're in one of those sport, really any sport, for the most part, it's going to give you um, an advantage, especially if you have low levels of creatine, which you may may or may not know. But you know, like you were saying, you know. Um, Really, you can take damn near as much as you want and not really have any issues from what I've read, the research, but um, five grams a day is typically solid. Nice. But I've seen, I've heard guys do a lot more. We actually had a trainer. Everyone does a lot more than anything. Yeah. Well, <laughs> how much was he taking? I can't even remember. I want to say just... it was like 15 or 20 grams yeah, a day. A day. Oh. You know, and he, he was, I, I, we're all about moderation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's just not go crazy on everything. Um, so, yeah, you don't need to be taking that much. <laughs> All right. So, are high-protein diets unhealthy? No. If, if they are, I'm unhealthy. Because right. I eat a lot of red meat. <laughs> they're, they're not unhealthy. If you have too much protein, 
then you're going to end up using the excess as, as a source of fuel, right? It's not going to be stored as fat or anything. Now, the, if you're having protein along with perhaps processed carbs, then that's where you can, can run into some issues, like some cholesterol issues. Uh, but then again, you can negate a lot of that just by having certain types of cuts or going with the, lean, the leaner meats like chicken and turkey, you know. Um, so, I, yeah, I wouldn't say it's harmful unless you're pairing it up with something that, you know, can cause some negative side effects. You know what, you know what high protein diets done for me? Immaculate blood work. Um, so very healthy, uh, strong as fuck, professional strongman, <laughs> professional baseball player. So, no, it hasn't hurt me in any way, shape, or form. Okay. All right. Why should people go on a high-protein diet if they're trying to lean out? So they don't get fat. <laughs> yeah, because, because protein, excess protein can be used as fuel, uh, thus you're not as reliant on carbohydrates to get it done. You're so, going to feel better. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, obviously there's, there's a lot of um, variables, again, that are accounted for. Not everybody, you know, um, like my mom, for example, she is a, uh, a diabetic and she's trying to, you know, keep her levels uh, manageable. And she does not do well with high protein diet. She has to, she, when she was, she was starting to um, urinate the ketones. So, mm. you know, it, there, there, there is some... Uh, you know, it's not, it, yeah, there's, it's not, it's not going to be for everybody, you know, especially if you have health complications, that's yeah. really what it's, but if you're a healthy adult or really are both me and Nick, both of our kids eat yeah. a lot of red, red meat. And when my, my kids first get, they had a lot of eczema issues, a lot of skin issues. Since we started getting them on the red meat, it's gone, it's gone away. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So in your opinion, should most people in the uh, the U.S. take supplements? Do they need supplements because of the way people in America eat their diet? I think, I'm kind of adding up on the way here, I was on a podcast about actually just like brain health functions and stuff. A lot of us um, lack omegas. I think omegas yeah. is a major, major thing. Fish oil, um, even vitamin D for your, you know, your immune system. Um you know, when you kind of use supplements, a lot of people kind of think that terms like steroids, especially in the sure. fitness industry. So it's definitely not what we're talking about. Um, is that something that is, you know, popular? Absolutely. But I think when it comes to the vitamin supplement thing, I think it's more, you know, obviously getting your vitamin C in, um, you know, things like that just to help your body, you know, that you're lacking. You know, if you're not getting veggies or fruits in, you know, on, you know, through your nutrition, your diet, then maybe taking like a powder form to, you know, kind of help that. Yeah. yeah I, I would look into anything that's essential, something that your body right. can't produce on its own. You got to make sure you're, if you're not having a diverse enough diet, you get nutrition that way. Supplementation can definitely uh, be of great convenience and help you stay healthy. So, you know, there's, there's definitely room for it for the common person. Yeah. I don't know. When I was running, uh, pro track we had a nutritionist and I had it I was taking 22 pills a day for like three months straight and people were like that's a lot and I was like it's a lot but I felt great I never got sick I was never sore um, I was never injured and it was just basically like calcium vitamin C's all the B vitamins mm -hmm. multivitamin he said it's always better to be full than like on half empty you ever had a Myers cocktail I have not you know, a what cocktail Myers cocktail it's just it's just a uh, drip. It's a nutraceutical bag, yeah. And they can put. We used to do it out of here and uh, out of our gym, and they would put uh, glutathione, which is an amazing 
Um, it would, it would flush you out. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. Um, uh, you know, load you up with vitamin C, aminos, and um, and obviously saline. You know, to rehydrate you. I always felt like a million bucks after that. Okay. You know, and it would bust out if you had a cold coming on or you were sick. It would just bust right through it. Yeah. So you know, making sure that you're getting those uh, micronutrients is yeah, like cheap. like both of you were saying mm-hmm. is essential for health. But um, that's why you go in and you get blood work, get tested, find out what's low and what you need to work on. And that can tell that's you a like lot. That's the main thing to do. Because yeah. that's like the thing you're telling yourself right there. Like, okay, you, you're good on like, let's just say like vitamin D, but you're lacking the vitamin B area, you know? So you kind of know like what to take rather than just taking all these pills. And like, I mean, your body's going to flush out the stuff that it's not even using. Yeah, if it's deficient, it'll pick it up. If yeah. it's already imbalanced, then it's going to go like, oh, we don't need and it. And sometimes too, like these one a day, like multivitamins or something, like, sometimes it's just too much for your body to even like take. You can't take on like all of this, like. Or it can't even process Yeah, it can't even process it. You're literally just peeing it out. That's why like a lot of these people's like, you know, if you never take, I've taken them in the you know, past when I was younger, thinking it was like the thing to do, but yeah, your pee's like neon. Yeah. <laughs> you're really not even like yeah. Piss. yeah. <laughs> All right. So there's a lot of missing facts about working out when you're sick. What are your guys' opinions on that? I know we talked through it. I think so. See, I but see, some people say some people say it breaks you down more and you get more sick. That's because but it's that's, in your head. Then, so whatever your head is telling your body is going to listen. That's my thing. It's a lot of half truths, you know. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've gone into workouts not feeling too hot you know i might feel sluggish you know you, you don't even know you know you feel fine but you're you're doing it and you just you just don't have the great workout you know and say oh i just i'm tired and then the next day i'll wake up after right. smashing myself in the workout the next day i'll wake up and i'll just feel like god wow. that shit you know and i'll start to get sick you know there's been times where i literally have worked so hard not not feeling sick even maybe a little sluggish and then the next day i crash mm-hmm. and then there's been times like she's saying um I would uh, um, be sick, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm good enough. I can move. I'll just, you know, get through, do what I can, and afterwards, I feel amazing. Yeah, I think honestly, it's just listening to your body, like staying in tune. Like your body is like a machine, you know. Like it's like going in your in your truck, and the truck's making a weird noise, you know. Like, all yeah. right, are you gonna, you know, run right, it today or right, not? Right. Like your body's the same thing. Like it's just like it wants to work, you know, with you and for you and stuff. But just be in tune with it, like. You're having like a fever and stuff and stick your ass at home. Yeah, that's, like, a, uh, it's I, that's simple. Like just listen and love your body, you know? I would, that's so hard right. for a lot of people. It though, is, it is. Know? And that has, I think, a lot to do with self-love. You just got to, you know, <laughs> just give yourself a hug. <laughs> I, well, I think I could say this. I think there's been times where I feel something come on. Usually I'm, I'm a product of like burning myself out. Yeah. Whether, whether it's, you know, just mental or physical that's an and then i try to yeah yeah, yeah. 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 so usually that's what happens so i would say i have gotten sick when i feel something coming on and i'm just stubborn and i push through it yeah um and then the next day but that's because i f- i fatigued myself and i knocked Prior my immune system yeah exactly exactly the whole thing right but i've also trained while i was sick and it's helped me kick yeah. The, the sickness even faster, you know, yeah. whether it's just elevating my, my body temperature and that's what I needed. I sweat it out and I'm yeah, feeling exactly. good. And then I'm like, I sped up the process. I got to skip three days. You know, it's yeah. funny. We were talking about this earlier too. When you are sick, people go in and they don't have any expectations. They know they're sick, right? They're just kind of like what you were talking about, just fighting through it. Mm-hmm. And they end up having the best training session they've ever had. They hit a PR maybe in something. Now, why, why did that happen? 
nervous system, you know, how you, you, you tapped into it. You're probably going to feel shit the next day. Yeah. And for yeah, the next yeah, week, yeah. You know, but you made up your mind. That's not the, you know, some, when I've been sick, sometimes I take that as like, you know what? I'm going to hit a good number today. I'm just going to let it fly. I've, I've done competitions where I was sick. Maybe it's and like I a mental thing too. Where it's it's like, I'm going to bust it, out. Like, I'm like, right. you know, kind of overcome yes. this sickness. So it's yes. almost like a motivation. Yeah. Like 100%. Pride, but You're probably more hydrated like than you usually are too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting it down. I'm putting on whatever fluids I could put down. You know? Yeah, exactly. Moving on to our versus section. Our what? Our versus section. Versus. Versus. So, treadmill versus running outside. Some people always, well, my mile time on the treadmill is this. But I'm like, what is it when you run outside? I think, I think that kind of goes down to, like, you know, your body. Like, I mean, if we're all athletes in here, like, you know, just a typical little jog's not going to help me burn and shred those yeah. calories. Is that what you're kind of asking? Yeah, I would say running on a treadmill, like, running, say, we'll say a mile. Running a, a mile on a treadmill is a lot easier than running a mile outside on the cement. Uh, yes. I, when I'm personally running, I feel like I'm <laughs> assisted yes. When I'm on the treadmill, I'm like, oh, this is easy. I can run for, you know, an hour on a treadmill. But I go outside, I cannot run for more than 15 minutes. Go rucky. That's just me. You know? Go so, ruck. You're, you're, just go up, run them, go on a hill, go on the mountains. You know, you're, uh, you were saying, Nick, it's going to build a connective tissue, you yeah. know, on your ankles, your knees, things like that, because you're on an unstable surface. So, of course, it's going to be harder. Of course, it's going to drain you more. It's going to be a lot tougher. I mean, then you get, like, a nice scenery. You know, exactly. you got the outdoors, yeah. got the fresh air, you know, I got your headphones, you're not like watch. Like, I get so bored. <laughs> yeah. I hate doing cardio with the <laughs> The thing, the biggest, I mean, if we were just talking about walking on asphalt versus on a treadmill, the treadmill's not going to have any negative, uh, negative, negative ground enforcement. Yeah. So, it's going to, you're not having to rely on your own propulsion system. So, it's making you be lazy you know it's like yeah right it's not know. like it's not pushing you like just, if you want to walk like it's still getting you're still getting like you know your heart rate kind of fluctuating a little mm -hmm. bit if you're going up and down hills you know yeah. like i know i just went oh my gosh i had like these mountains up by my house and i just went on a hike the other day i came back so sore yeah, yeah. but yeah. these mountains i mean i was going up i didn't realize like i was kind of just exploring a bit and all of a sudden i came to this hill and i was like Oh my gosh! Like whose idea was this? Right. And it just right. kept going up and up. And by the time I came down, it's like, but I felt good. And like you know, I have ankle injuries, so I can't really run. So I try to do other things where I can kind of that's great. For you that. know, counteract. The yeah. hiking is, is great for that. And yeah. it's fun too. Yeah. You know, I love the outdoors. Take my dogs, whatever, make it fun. But was this was the verses supposed to be which one? Yeah, is so better? I kind of went off. Yeah, which yeah, one you prefer? It's perfect. So, in the verses section, treadmill versus running outside. Running outside has more benefit. Yeah, I mean physically and Check. mentally. Mental. Yeah, yeah. It's a different simulation. Yeah. Sure. In the yeah. next verses, we do long runs for short sprints for weight loss. That's what I was kind of getting at in the beginning. I thought that's what you were talking about. So I that's think, this think, is this versus. I think right there, one. I think it depends on like like for us like and for myself, I'm an athlete, so my body's used to doing like more like let's say hit like high interval type of training. You know, your heart rate going up, heart rate going down. And I think that's more beneficial long run, too, for even trying to, like, lose weight and burn calories. So then, you know, you're getting more, I think you're getting more out of that. Can I agree. Nick. Can we establish, uh, sorry. Yeah, we need more more parameters here. Yeah. Just as far as, you know. Can we establish whether it's that workout, the calorie expenditure, or throughout the whole day? Let's say, just what would you do yes. if you had to choose one? To, for weight loss, I would want to burn the calories throughout the entire day. 
That's so. how I would. That's how I go. So I would do the the, the hit because yeah, and the hit's even my, burning afterwards too. Exactly because you can keep your metabolism up for a longer period after right. the workout versus something that's predictable, uh, like a long distance running. But when you're talking about a training session, and I'm working up to a warm up max versus I'm doing like a GVT, uh, German volume training program where I'm doing 10 sets of 10 or something, I'm obviously moving way more volume. I'm burning yeah. way more calories that way. So during the workout, probably the, the consistent heart rate and the long distance running, but throughout the entire day, I'm gonna be way more efficient with uh, getting in, getting out, and my metabolism staying up for a longer period. I do not miss the GVT program. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even know. I was like 10 times a day. I was like, oh, man. It's, it's the worst. Like, that is like, I don't think I finished one workout, to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah, it's... Or one, 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 ex one movement with all 10. No. Yeah. It yeah. killed me. It's interesting how your body adapts during that workout, too. Mentally, so, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. So long run versus short sprints. We're saying sprints. Yes. Yes. Check. And the next one. Unless you are an athlete who obviously needs to go longer. Yeah, yeah. I feel like training, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like a long distance run. So people should focus on weight, losing weight or losing body fat. Body fat. 100%. 100%. Body composition will change. One, like muscle weighs more than fat. So, you know, that's why I say never get on a scale and like beat yourself up on that because at one point in my life, I was like 140 and I was always so used to being like 125, 130, but yet I was like way more shredded than when I was like 125. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. so at that point I was like, screw the weight. Like, where's my body fat at? You know? You right. can still, skinny fat does exist. Yeah. It is a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. We had a girl come in and we, we, we checked her out and she, you know, she was 115 pounds, right? And she was pretty tall and slender, you know, I mean you would never think you would never say she was fat by any means but when i checked her body fat percentage with the calipers she was at 24 25 percent and she when i told her that blown away she couldn't believe it she's like there's no way i have my other trainer do it they said i'm 12 percent and i'm just like you don't have any muscle kid so, yeah, you're you're line. literally just bones and fat and skin yeah, yeah. that's all you have there's not an ounce of muscle on you, you know? So needless to say, she didn't come back. <laughs> she didn't like that, those figures, but um, it, it rings true that yes, you should definitely focus on losing the fat and gaining the muscle because metabolism is going to go up. Um, you're going to be, and actually, we actually tell our athletes eat more. Mm -hmm. We have our athletes eat more and then they're, they're all of a sudden they're down three pant size, you know? And they're just like, what's going on here? Well, your body composition is changing. You know, just because the scale number don't, that's not a reflection of what's going on, you know, physiologically. Yeah. Okay. So do you think people get fixated on weight just because it's like measurable? You can see it right away opposed to like, you have to test it for body fat or do people, you think people are less informed about it's, well, it's easy. body fat And that's all everyone talks about is weight, right? I got to lose weight. I got to lose weight. I got to lose weight. No one, you know, you very rarely, and that's, and they, they, they conflate the two. They conflate, um, uh, losing uh, weight with um, fat loss, fat loss. Yeah. and that's not necessarily true. I've seen how many times have I seen? Have you seen a jogger, right? And their body shape has not changed at all. Yeah. They might have gone. I mean, not, and that's not to say they may not. If their stomach may not have gotten flatter, but now they're just it's just flab. You know, skinny guy. Yeah. <laughs> so with a long endurance, exactly. Run forever. All right. So not a fan. Not a fan. Not yeah. a fan. So body fat, we're all in agreement to body fat. Yes. All right. 
So, moving on to recommendations. Recommendations for uh, supplements for an athlete, an average Joe, for weight loss and weight gain. So for an athlete, what one supplement would you guys recommend? Nick, you own a nutrition shop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave. And we're talking about let's let's just pick one of these categories. Let's, Which let's one would you pick? Want? A performance athlete, an, ex, an explosive athlete, sprinter, sprinter. What supplement should they get? If they had to choose one, man. <laughs> Quickest thing would be the, the creatine. They have creatine. they have better hydration, less likely to tear or strain a tendon and ligament or belly of a muscle, and they're gonna they are going to store more ATP as a byproduct of that. So, so. A supplement for an average Joe for weight loss recommendation. You guys can hop in too. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm not as smart as that. <laughs> I know. Uh, I feel like there's subcategories in this. Yeah. So something for weight loss. I do like L carnitine. I was gonna say. Carnitine. I was gonna say and CLA or something. CLA would CLA would be yeah. conjugate uh, linoleic acid does a great job too actually. I mean even those two together work very well. Yeah. It's not it's not harmful. It's nothing. I actually like the CLA in particular because it helps burn more fat near brown adipose yeah. tissue, which for uh, adults is primarily in the stomach region. So anything that has a huge blood supply is going to have a direct effect of that. So I wouldn't ever say that you can spot lose fat but if there was a product that could help with that that would be it yeah i agree yeah okay. for sure so your average drill going to the gym three four days a week what supplement would you recommend that person to gain muscle mm. rad 140 <laughs> 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 oh, there's truth in that okay We would have to go with the protein. Just protein? Yeah, we would have to go with the protein. Because, I mean, we're talking about the average person. They, they're not Probably not even right. taking that much yeah. protein anyway. So, yeah, they'll, getting at least, like, two shakes and, like, 50 grams. But if you're trying to also gain, then it's yeah. more than... I would take a multi-source protein if they're going to purchase a supplement. So, I would do something that has maybe, right. like, an isolate, a whey, and, like, a casein uh, or an egg. You know, something that breaks down... It has a steady release of protein... That, for anywhere from three to four hours. Okay. So they, that's the biggest difference is like an isolate will break down roughly an hour. Away would be like a, a two, two and a half hour window and then casein would take the longest. Uh, so I would say if you're trying to put on the most muscle, take that and there's a mixture. Do something that's probably somewhere around 45, 50 grams per serving and you're looking to hit you know, somewhere around 15 grams per each, you're gonna have solid, consistent uh, protein synthesis for that duration. All right. Okay, recommendations for Type of training for weight loss. Would you recommend? Is that like if they have a gym access or like overall? Yeah, let's say they go to the gym. We're, we're saying the average person can go to the gym. Because I mean, we are in the lockdown right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. I always, I always go to I'll the gym. What you, they don't do is just jog. That's not going to do shit. Um, you said hit. I, I, I think hit. I'm just, I'm a big fan on hit. Um, you know, it doesn't require obviously you know, weights or anything like that, you know, if it's like the average type, you know, person, you know, sorry. Yeah. Like I just, I think hit. that's a good one hit and I would combine it uh, mm -hmm. with, uh, um, lifting weights, 
Lean, like like our oh, lean density man. program. Yeah. Uh, lots of reps, lots of sets, and work fast. Very little rest time. Okay. Right, Lift guys. weights. I like it. Lift weights, high protein diets, run outside. I think we got it. It's good uh, stuff. I appreciate you guys doing this uh, podcast with me. I think it's this is really fun. I it appreciate it. We can do something more like this. So thanks for having us, Marcus. Yeah, this was awesome. Sure. Thank you. Nice meeting you too, Ash. Yeah, it was nice meeting you guys. I just want to thank my guests again for doing the roundtable discussion with me. Thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow the guys from House of Power, their Instagram page is House of Power FTS. You can also follow Ashley Caligiri at Ash underscore Cali. Once again, thanks for tuning in. I'm out.